everybody. This is Bill Knauer, and you're listening to Author to Author, where we talk about writing and life, because what it takes to write the book you want to write is also what it takes to lead the life you want to lead. That is true. Author to Authors, brought to you by Author Magazine, premier free writing magazine on the internet, featuring articles on writing and the writing life, as well as video interviews with best-selling and award-winning authors across the genres. You can learn more about Author Magazine at authormagazine.org, and we're funded by the good people at the Pacific Northwest Writers Association, supporting writers from pen to publication since 1955. If you want to learn about the PNWA, you can go to pnwa.org. Something a little different today, I interviewed two people, co-authors, a married couple, wrote a book together. Oh my God, that's like driving across country, but they did it, and they did it successfully, and they're we got this was their debut novel. We got to talk about it. Um, it's John and Leanne Yarrow. John's a lifelong Texan, and he dreams as big as he writes. And Leanne is her husband's collaborative partner. Their fascination with what could be imbues the couple's storytelling with fast-paced futuristic worlds in which witty, compelling characters struggle for an enduring humanity. John's background includes English and. Degrees in English education and an MS in cognitive systems. He honed his skills in the Creation Factory Writers Workshop, adapted a novella for National Public Radio, and published articles in educational and technology journals. Leanne draws from her careers in education and program development to help bring fresh insights, incredible imagery, and clarifying details to their work. Future's Dark Past is their debut novel, and like I said, it's a lot of fun talking to them. It's a unique kind of conversation, how they work together, how they came to it. Different. It's really cool. And, uh, hey, if they can do it, why can't we all Why can't we all work together like John and Leanne? Anyway, here's our conversation. Hope you enjoy it. All right. Well, we have got John and, and Leanne Yarrow. Two authors, one book. How are you both doing? Great. <laughs> we're doing great. Appreciate the, having us on your show. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad to have you on. You're currently, we're all three of us separated variously. Leanne's down in Missouri. John, are you still in Texas at the moment or are you? All right. I'm in Texas. All right. But I'm here in Seattle. But uh, you are the recent proud parents of a bouncing baby book. Uh, this came out March 14th, you said, so it's been out about a month. How are you feeling? How are you doing? How do you like it? Pretty excited. So far, so good. It's been really busy. You know, a lot of the, uh, pre-launch and book signings and marketing that go on along with the publisher that we've been involved in. So, uh, sales have been doing well and it's good. slowly picking up and we're excited. All right, good. So, as I said, you're both authors of it. This is I, I've known a few people who have co-written books. Um, in fact, I've got another interview in a month or so with another pair of women here in Seattle who've done that, but it's pretty unusual. It's not unusual in the world of screenplays. It's very, very common, in fact, most common, that, but not with books. So you are not just co-authors, but you are married, correct? Am I? Still. I, Still, okay. <laughs> even after writing a book. After hey, all yes, that. That's right. That's pretty good. That's, so that's, that's let's our see. Line. So who wants to take this on? Who's, whose idea was it to write a book together? It was John's. You know, I'll, 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 I'll take that on. So uh, actually, I started writing the book, and uh, I've been writing a long time. I took a, a long break 
to when Lee and I raised our three children. And then when my son uh, got his driver's license, I suddenly found free time again. I started writing again. (laughs) And I was uh, pretty much through the first draft. And she asked, uh, you know, are you any good at this? I said, well, I think so. I'd entered a couple of contests at Chanticleer and, you know, did well in those. And so uh, she started helping to edit in the and, you know, the more she worked at it, the better she got. And then she started doing content management and devil's advocate and talking about scenes and, and characters and helping to really, especially the female characters, helping to really flesh them out. And so we just kind of started tag teaming. I, I, I write the original draft and then she helps craft it from there. So I, I say I'm the chief um, storyteller and she's the chief content manager. Interesting. So... Leanne, so he, so was he, when you first met him, you've raised three kids, you've known each other a while, I guess. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm not going to do the math, but I know it's probably been a while. Um, Was he, was he scribbling away when you guys first met or was this a secret that he kept from you? No, he, he has always written. He had a novel under his belt when, when we met. Um, and you say a novel and he had written one or he had published it. No, no judgment either way. I'm just curious. Yeah. He wasn't published, but he okay. had a complete novel under his belt. Okay. And it was good. Um, you know, and then he wrote until we had kids and the kids got old enough to get active, you know, and, and um, then it, it took a back burner at that point because we were so involved with them. Yeah, but he has always um, been. He's super creative and has these huge ideas. He's a very big story person, um, and very into sci-fi and fantasy and all of that. That is not my genre. No, uh, the world building I did was more Little House on the Prairie, Bonanza, and the Wild Wild West. You know, right, so right. That was kind of my thing, and and I've. I think we both have some pretty strong creative streaks, but I was always the proofreader and devil's advocate forever until, you know, until you joined teams. How and did you, so Leanne, how did your creative streak express itself prior to becoming his content manager? Um, Really in my jobs, I was an elementary teacher. And then later I've done program development for people with Alzheimer's and dementia. And um, with that, you know, you're working on keeping people active and do meaningful, purposeful activities and, and did a lot of training with a lot of um, OT and PT and nursing students. And so that that was a great way to express you know, uh, creativity, work with a lot of vets. And yeah, and I see that's very interesting to me. I have to agree. Uh, when we think of creativity, we tend to think of songs and stories and paintings. But I totally agree that the creativity necessary to work with the kind of people you're describing, uh, I've had to do a bit of that myself. And it it definitely, you have to think outside the box, don't you? Mm-hmm. You have to think differently. Oh, inside, in, inside the box and outside the box. I like it. I'm, I'm really pleased that you see it as creative because, in fact, it is. Well, my philosophy is that it's all creative. This whole yeah. project we call life is creative. John, though, so you're writing as a young guy, young man, you're writing. Were you writing in like high school and in, in, in adolescence? And I wrote a little bit in, in high school, but I, I really took off in uh, college. Uh, I was living in a garage apartment and then my TV broke. So I was reading a lot of books and I was reading Conan the Barbarian by oh, yeah. Robert E. Howard. And I thought, yeah. 
I can do this. And so that actually gave me an avenue to, you know, try and work. And then I had a professor who's a mentor at college who encouraged me. And so uh, it just kind of took off from there. That's great. And so, but you, you chose not to make it your profession coming out of college. Why not? Why not writing? Uh, I was an educator and I got, I started teaching and I really enjoyed doing that. Plus back then it was really hard to find someone to publish your book or an agent because you had to print it off and send it off and you oh, know, yeah. wait six months for somebody what? to come back and I took a long time. <laughs> he were yeah, an impatient so. man. Took too long, so yeah. you stopped writing. And so you so yeah. you so you're a teacher too. Oh, you're both teachers. What grade were you teaching? I taught junior high. You poor man. Okay. So you did that. Both of you, good my look, my sister's a teacher. I teach. I once tried teaching high school students writing, and I thought I will never, ever, 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 ever do this again. But someone's got to do it. Yeah. It just won't be me. I want people to pay for yeah. it and then to be adults and come to my little workshop. Okay. Yeah. Another story. So what did the writer do? Because a writer's got to write. What did he do when he wasn't writing? How did you did it? Did you get itchy? Did you get annoyed? Or would you just say, it's just not the time? I'm going to put my energy elsewhere, John. I think that's what I did. I was I was a coach, teacher and a coach, and my kids were active in sports. And so when you have three kids doing you know sports and yeah. church and brownies and Cub Scouts, and <laughs> you're, you know, yeah, your your day's full by the time you're you're done with that. I'm familiar. I'm familiar. Okay. So you just said, and so you were okay with it. You weren't bitter. You weren't grumpy. You weren't, you weren't coming to Leanne at night saying, Leanne, this is not working. I must write. I'm going to go crazy. No, he was just like, he was okay with it. He also, he also went back and got his master's in um, cognitive systems and became through the years. He's a cloud management expert at this point. So he's really, you know, learned so much in that realm and it really fed a lot of that creativity because he's such a forward thinker. No. Um, he had a book that he wrote right uh, before we had kids, not the first book, but another one yep. that I remember so vividly reading going, this is quite the imagination. Like was kind of making fun of him. Like this right. is just never going to happen. I don't even, a lot of genetics engineering and a lot of <laughs> AI and things like that. And, and it's all happened. All John, <laughs> you profit. You profit. You saw it coming. Uh, I, he did. I predicted CRISPR. Yes. He did. What, I, what is CRISPR? I don't know what CRISPR is. Uh, it's a genetic uh, tool for uh, splicing genes. So they use that a lot, in, especially in uh, agriculture. And now they're, you know, they're doing it. It's the RNA thing that they're doing, right? Well, what's his name? Bear. Greg Bear. The great Greg. I believe he's passed away now. But Greg Bear told me during our conversation that uh, science fiction is where science goes to dream. And so you, your little science mind went and dreamt that. Okay, so time goes by and kids grow up, get out of the house, get out of the house. They yeah. do, finally, that's great. They start writing again. Yeah. And you start writing. Now, Leanne, when he started writing again, did you think, what did you think? Oh, that's nice. What did you think? Were you glad? Were you indifferent? Was it just you were too busy to care? What was, What did you think? No, I support him in that. I, you know, it made him really happy. Um, yeah. And then when I started asking, "Are you any good at this?" because sci-fi what a, isn't what a terrible question, but it's okay. It's a natural <laughs> question. But tweet. I'm just going to say to all the spouses out there, do not ask that question. It's the wrong question. I understand it, but if you never thought, don't ask that question. But it's okay. You asked it. Yeah. What could you do? I did, and it, it sort of prodded him on. You know, he started oh, all right. doing these 
He's like, well, I think so. But, you know, again, it's not my genre. So, yeah. you know, so then he starts winning these things and winning contests and stuff. Right. And we yeah. start going to conferences and I'm sitting in on classes and we're listening to panels and, and I might not know sci-fi, but I know a good story and I okay. know how there's a lot of psychology in my jobs and, okay. you know, I know how that translates to a book and, and then we had to have the conversation about, are you writing this for you and for us, or are you writing this to try to sell it? Because that's sure. very different. And um, so it just evolved from there. Yeah. And, and well, well that's, a, that's a good question, John. Were you writing it to publish it or were you writing it with the concept of publishing it? Or were you really first thinking, I just, I'll show it to my kids who will not care about it, but I will show it to them anyway. What were you, what was your initial ambition? Did you even think that far ahead? I, I think, you know, most writers who are writing novels, you know, their dream is to have it published, right? Sure. Uh, it's not a uh, an essay or a memoir or, or, you know, a journal that you're keeping. It's something that you want to share with other people. It's your idea or your story that you would like right. for other people to to so you was, know read and experience so yeah uh, right. i was excited about that okay and so but you know it's one thing to you know my wife published a book and i gave her a suggestion for that book that actually helped it quite a bit but i didn't put my name on it you know there wasn't any of that she wrote it but uh talk to me about the transition when you decided leanne wasn't just someone you were bouncing because every a lot of people bounce their work off their spouses their loved ones um a lot of people do that, but it's another thing when it becomes a partnership. So talk to me about that transition. Um, Leanne, do you, I mean, um, were you open to it? Let's start with, what, when did you become open to more than just reading them and giving a little feedback? It Again, everything has been a big evolution. Um, I had to, I had to become okay with giving honest feedback because I could yeah. read it and go, I think you've got a great idea here but dot, 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 you know, and okay. um, it could be that he had things going on in, in his mind that he had just, he thought it was on the page, but you can't read his mind, you know, so right. I needed more or, um, you know, things like that started coming up. So we had a lot of discussions. I had to get to the point where I could redline a chapter and not get an ulcer. Right. <laughs> it no, that's, hurt him, you know. Oh, it's look at it. You know, you got to be pretty. You can't because here's the thing. When I edit my work, I don't have my feelings in mind. I just take something out. I don't like it. I take it out. I don't like it. I take it out. But something else in my editor, that's fine. She doesn't care about me in that way. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. you know, it's a spouse. You got to go to bed together. So, John, so what about you? You So you at first, it's one thing to have someone just bounce work off. When did you start thinking I'd like to work with her in a deeper way beyond just bouncing ideas off? You know, when you do life together and you, you raise kids and you're, you're spending a lot of time together and you, you just if they're embracing your dream, why why not let them be a part of it? Right. And I, right. I felt very blessed that my wife wanted to help in my dream to become an author. Right. And it yeah. became such a, a team effort that it, it just made sense to put both of our names on the on the book. That is great. And so. How did she, how, do you think you could have written it without her? Sorry, Leanne, this is just, I mean, can you picture doing it at this point or does it not make any sense to you without her, her input? Um, you know, I, I, 
I want to feel like I, I could do it by myself. But on right. the flip side, if it's an, an enjoyable experience and it's a partnership that, you know, makes sense, then why, why not? Right. And, yeah. you know, as, as you know, we're not, we're not young, young chickens. So as we're moving on into retirement, it's going to be nice to have something that we can do together. You know, a lot of people grow apart. Yeah. You know, we're yeah. actually closer together because of this. And so that's a blessing. That's true. You know, because raising a kid becomes a creative endeavor between if both parents are involved in it, it can become this whole, yes. how do you thinking about it, talking about it, what should we do? And blah, blah, blah. So now you have a new child to raise, which is writing. And so how do you think, John, it got better after you started working with her? Can you, can you recognize like where it really improved? Uh, I think it really improved with the content as it flows, right? You mean from um, sentence times, to sentence kind of thing? Sentence to sentence. Uh, a lot of times it's concept to concept within the chapter. Uh, the female characters are much stronger thanks to her input that, you know, would not have been from my point of view. Right. So, um, and then, you know, the other flip point is in not knowing science fiction or a lot of times she would ask questions and I go, Oh, that's in my mind, not on the page. That's so, right. That's right. Yeah. So that's interesting. You're like living with an editor. The best thing an editor can do, I think, is ask questions. But uh yeah. Leanne, you were certainly more than a editor because the, the protagonist is is a woman in this book. And what I don't know, maybe it was just very subtle, but how did you make the female character more like a female? How did <laughs> what did you what did you do that 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 altered a little bit that made it feel more real to you well i i'm sorry i've got a minute here and okay. i think that i brought different things to the table like you know you have to think about people that are in movies for instance strong females i am okay. so sorry that's all right that are in movies um and then you you draw out the human aspect of that and okay. relational. I think that what, um, you know, he, he kind of did the superhero aspect of it, I guess. Sure. And what I tried to do was to bring it more to what you would feel like when you're going through something like that. Just or, the, 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 the normal person part of it. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And how, how that, is that going to be? relatable to the reader how will the reader take that in and um make that theirs you know gotcha and what were you going to say john the, the other thing is that she would point out a a, a woman would never say that All or right. do that right yeah. <laughs> and so we would right. then rework it to where it would make sense right so right well that's uh, that's good a guy looks at it from a guy's point of view sure. right so well i can tell you i have because of this of this work I do, I read all kinds of books that I might not normally read. And I've read many male characters where I thought, hmm, you might want to check with your boyfriend before you wrote that. But what are you going to do? It can, yeah. it can cut both ways for sure. It can cut both yeah, ways. Yeah, it does. Um, so, all right. So here's to Leanne, because, you know, it's interesting. This is your first published book. And by the way, congratulations. I hope you're really proud. You should Thank be. Thank you. Both We're be proud. excited. Yes. And, you know, simple stories. I love simple stories. But this isn't one of those. This is not one of those. This is a big, and you know, the writer in me is like, what a hairy tarantula he has, they have created. But as you said, John, uh, Leanne, John, you said that John likes to think in these big concepts. 
sometimes the person who thinks in big concepts knows how to hold them in their head. Mm -hmm. Did you have to develop, it's almost like playing chess in a way, develop the sort of muscle to be able to hold the story in your mind and make sense of it? Mm -hmm. It took me a while. There's so many characters. This is not a story that, you know, you have a starting point and you have a stopping point. This is a lot of different characers, a lot of different time frames. Yeah, time um, travel on top exactly. of which, which is a very tricky thing to, to deal with. Exactly, because you're 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 you know mentally ticking off the boxes. Does this make sense in this character yes. in this time period? Right. Um, and technology changes in in the different jumps and all of that. So it took me a while to get used to that. And not only is it just in this book. Um, you know, he would leave something kind of open and I'd be questioning that. And then he'd say, oh, that's in book three. So (laughs) I know, you know, I know the arc, but I don't know all of these details that are in book two and book three. So, so you have to make it where the reader can accept that ambiguity and, and still want to go on. So do you guys sit around just to use like, talk like when you sometimes just start talking about the story just in your spare time or do you specifically say okay now we got to work on it or does it is it sort of always floating around as a potential topic of conversation both both i'd say both yeah <laughs> yeah and when you it's sit around like a watch on walks oh yeah that's good and so john because this was initially your idea you obviously must ideas must be coming to you and you tell her but how often leanne do you get an idea Mm-hmm. And bring it like not just smoothing things out, but an actual story idea. Do you get those and bring them to him? I get um, I clarify ideas, I guess, is what you would say. I okay. he's you know, he sees that big picture and then I get into the weeds. I'm just so much more detail oriented. Yeah. And so I will spend a lot of time fleshing something out or. I'll say, you know, he reacted this way in the storyline, but I wonder about this. Yeah. Thinking he would pick it up and go with it. Um, but then he'll say, just we'll write it. So then he gets to redline me. Oh, oh, it goes the other way too. Mm-hmm. Yes. It does. Now, but all right. So one time I published a piece, I just published a piece in this magazine for the first time, and the editor had some problem with how to transition from the beginning to the middle. And so he just stuck a sentence of his own in there. And I'll tell you, it was a perfectly good sentence, but I would have never, ever written it that way. And it to me, it stuck out. Fine sentence, but never in my voice. So do you have to sort of model or is the voice that has the book's voice become a combination of the two of you? I, I think we've worked hard to, to do that. Yeah. Wouldn't you say, John? What do you think? Yeah, she's spent a lot of time in the story. She's basically touched every word. So she's right. learned the style. Yeah, but there are times where I'll go, no, that that would never happen. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, that Story work. wise, and then we we work through it. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a giving give and take kind of you know partnership. So okay, I don't I don't have that um, history to draw from in sci fi terms. Yeah, you know, like I'm like 
questioning him on something got spaced and I have no idea what that means, you right. know, or <laughs> he said, Oh, every sci-fi person will understand that. Oh, okay. I have no idea. And <laughs> there we've had a lot of incidences like that, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, you got to learn the vernacular. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, all right. So like I said, the book published on the 14th, so it's been about a month now. Have you, you know, everyone does these things differently. Have you done some events? Have you done any of that? Yeah. We did a large book signing uh, initial event that was a private for, you know, friends, family, sure. and business sure. acquaintances. And yeah. our first uh, book signing at Barnes and Noble is on April 28th. And then well, we have another up. one at Half Price Books. And okay. um, we've several uh, magazine interviews lined up. And uh, as we're just starting to get you know, all right. started you're with all that. Slow build. Because yeah. I want to know, like, you know. You write the thing, you're in your little two-person cocoon that is the writing of the book, but then you publish it, and now the world is getting to read it and give their feedback. And how has that yes. been, such as it is? Well, we've 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 got quite a quite a bit of feedback on Amazon, and, it, okay. and it's all been very positive. And a, a lot of people, especially acquaintances, picked up the book because they know us, and you know they weren't expecting much, and then. You know, I get emails saying, "Hey, I had to take a day off work to finish it, right?" Yes. Because yes. So, so there's things like that going on, and where people are like, you know, I, I, I was gonna thumb through it just so I said I looked at it, and I got right. caught up and couldn't put it down. So, oh, see, now that's a, that's a victory. If nice yeah. friends just being nice, and then they actually end up liking. Yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. How so, surprising! That's great. Was that yeah. gratifying? Yeah. It was. It was. It's nice to have people like your your story. So, uh, right. Well, you know, and, uh, now begins the conversation. You know, because it becomes a kind of interesting conversation. I don't know. You haven't had a chance to experience this yet. But one of the cool things about being an author, and one of the difficult things for some people, I don't suspect for you, but when you the book is because you're because you worked on it together. But when you publish a book, it really is not yours anymore. It now belongs to whoever picks it up. It's yeah. their imagination, and you kind of have to get comfortable with other people having a kind of ownership of it if that makes sense because you can't control what you they know, think that was say even, or... that was that was even true with our narrator you know his view of what the book should be and how it should sound you know compared to what we thought was a little different and it turned out actually really good so good ah that is key so leanne you may not have known this but in fiction the author doesn't really know what's going to happen the characters do and woe betide the author who thinks they know better than their characters the characters should say and do you can outline your brains out but yeah. at some point they i hope i hope for every author they will do something you did not expect and it sounds like that happened yeah it did, it yeah. did. We were, so, uh, yeah we worked very hard to try to set it up where people could you know read that and interpret it as they saw it and we've we've heard so many times how uh, it reads like a movie and I could just see all of this happening. Yeah. And um, so that tells us that we, we had enough out there, but not too much. Good. You know, good, good, good. Right. good. All right. I, I will, I will say one other thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with putting the book down and moving on. My wife, she she looks at it and she wants to start editing it again. It's like, no, you, she gets frustrated. Said, no, that ship has sailed. Honey. That's right. That's right. That. <laughs> but that's good. That's the right attitude. Bring that energy to book two. Yeah. You say there's more where this came from. 
yeah. Well, we have a novella that'll come out uh, in September. That's between book one and two. It's okay. part of the series. And then book two will come out next February, March. And then a, another novella the next summer. And then the final book oh, uh, the year word. after. Get busy. Yeah. Don't talk to me. Just get writing. You two, you got a lot yeah. to do. That's fantastic. All right. Well, this is great. Congratulations both on look at writing something together. I can't do it. I don't want to do it. I'm not interested in doing it. I'm a solo sailor, but it's great. It, you guys are lovely. It's so nice that you're creating this together. I'm not quite through with you. I got two different qu last questions for each of you. I'm going to start with you, John. Uh, just in general, this is a question I ask all my authors, but if all the writing you've done in your life is you started this crazy plan years ago, all that writing has taught you anything has taught you what? Uh, to see gray. Oh. I was very much an engineer. And oh, so, yeah. uh, so learning to see gray was a, a big part of that process, right? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Engineer and the teacher. The teacher bring the heart. The engineer brings the planning. This is good. So Leanne, my yeah. question to you is, and I don't mean about writing specifically, but if writing this book with John has taught you anything, and it doesn't have to be about writing, but anything at all, it's taught you what? To keep at it and you can... You can, you can dream big and you can do it. Ah, that you is just a, have to keep at it. That's right. That is an excellent lesson. It is an excellent one. We all have to learn it. John, JL, John and Leanne Yarrow, thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun. Thank, thank you. you. We really appreciate your time. Yeah. Dream big. Keep at it. Dream big and keep at it. Why not? Mm. Why not? It's what you got to do. It's what you got to do, people. Listen, I want to thank my producer, RJ Jeffries, as always. Thank you, my friend. And I want to thank all of you for listening in. Love sharing these conversations. Love having them. Love sharing them. And I'm glad I get to do that. So to all of you out there, until we have our next conversation, I just go out there into the world, into the big wide world, and find something you love to do and do it.